2: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: And we're ready to go. The ball's gone back towards Dominic Ortha, whose touch was a little bit heavy, and he's just almost presented the ball back to Reading straight from the kickoff. Reading left. Anyway, here goes Giario, who's better going forward as he plays that through. It's a great ball, and that is the opening goal. Ah, it's Mighty coming in from the other side. He ran through in towards a central position and just pokes it through. A through ball that shows where he's at. His strongest, the on-loan Liverpool player, worked it through the Wednesday defence and the finish was relatively easy for Mighty. Ruggieri was caught in possession and now uh, Jaria is trying to get forward. He's still uh, trying all the tricks. And, uh, that's going to be a foul. Is he, been booked already? Yeah, he didn't get a card didn't he, in the first half and he's just uh, clattered into the uh, winger. And it might be a, a really bad outcome for the young man. on his fourth professional appearance he's gone. is off. It's he's he's a yellow. That means two yellows. It's a red. Bazazi Uraghidi is dismissed and he looks heartbroken to be fair. Charlie Adam puts it in there and it's on the slide away by Kieran Lee and it's come for a shot and it's gone through Cameron Dawson from distance he had no right to score there but it has gone in a deceptive strike from Yadam he kept it down and uh, I don't know whether there's possibly people in front of the goalkeeper there just slightly deceives him but it somehow snuck in there right into the corner of the goal and if 1-0 was going to be too much for Wednesday 2-0 with 10 men you suspect it's curtains. Back with Mighty. Mighty touches it through and pass Burner. Now Wednesday could One, be in two, trouble. Three, mighty against. lays it through and it's not a good pass. And that oh, is a good touch from Dominic Iorfa, and he's given a foul away and it's just outside the box I think. Clumsy. Oh no! I don't a believe penalty. it. He's given a penalty. That is... Well, Iorfa's touch was clumsy. I don't know. Uh, so it's a penalty for Reading. Antoine Misery, it's cracked in and it's gone in, just about. He got a hand to it there, did Cameron Dawson. Took the ball up into the goal net, but it has gone over the line and Reading have made it 3 0 as boos ring around Hillsborough, I'm afraid.
1: The Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Wednesday Week. My name's Dan Fudge. On the line, I've got Steve and I've got Ben with me. We're going to try and make sense of what's all going off because we're not exactly setting a world on fire, are we? Uh, oh, God, I, I don't even know where to start. So what we're going to try to do, we're going to try and seem upbeat. We're going to try and be entertaining. We're going you know, we're, we're to give you the same old bullshit that we normally give you, but, uh, you know, with more losses and uh, more poor form. Uh, ben, I'll come to you first. Now, oh God, well, I... I oh. <laughs> what do we do with that? Now, Reading at home, <laughs> uh, you know, was this going to be, it was always going to be a tricky tie given our current form and all the rest of it. Did you see it going that way? Was that was the that way you thought it might go? Um,
4: Yeah, but it, it was still a surprise that we keep just churning out these results. I know Mark Bowen, that Reading manager, had come out and said, in a couple of days before the game he's confident that his side could end their losing run which we were all confident of that as well deep down but we're hoping it wasn't going to happen but it has Um, so I'm not surprised I I probably wasn't expecting another heavy home defeat 3-0 but it's not a surprise that we've lost again to a team that's on a bad run of form
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I mean, there's. Oh God, I, I'm trying to think. Well, well Steve, well, do, do you know when the last? Listen to me. I'm lost for words here. <laughs> when was the last time we actually scored from open play at home? I mean, we have conceded some goals, haven't we?
0: We have. Um, do you know, am I right in thinking that we've not we've not scored a goal at home since Bristol City, and that was a penalty? Am um, I might be wrong with that? Oh I yeah, forgive me, Tom Lee's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. That, I enjoyed but, that. But that was well.
4: before that, it were banned. Yeah, yeah. I know. So oh, we
0: we're, we're going back a bit, aren't we? And it's it, it it's just a nightmare. Like, like Ben's just said, it's it's no real surprise that we've lost, and we just seem to be on that down downward slope at the minute, that downward spiral. We just you're rocking up on a Saturday, going to Hillsborough, or you know, we're we're, we're going to these games and thinking, you can see us losing games left right and center at the moment it's just a nightmare what well a i, I tell you what starts of the lot. Uh, podcast by the way
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah isn't it i tell you what i did upbeat. see a lot, a lot of at the uh, at the start it was there was a lot of season ticket holders on twitter uh genuinely contemplating going to the game like really should i or should i not i mean the weather was crap we were in the middle of storms uh you know uh, you know the form's rubbish and any and I think somebody must see that this type of thing is how how it starts. This is where it falls apart. We all remember, maybe not you, Ben, to be fair, my apologies, but we all remember when we dropped out the Premier League. The attendances towards the back end of that season were nothing short of dreadful. I think uh, it was my uncle was, uh, was whinging at me last week. I, I had a season ticket that year, and... Um, and I think I only went to about 10 games by the end of it because I, I was relying on them to drive me and take me and all the rest of it. But they just didn't want to go. My, my granddad and my uncle, they actually <laughs> said, I've got better things to do with my time, which is absolutely, uh, you know, a, a an indictment of, of where we are and how we're doing as a club. Now, I'm going to talk about a number of factors about, about where we are. Let's try and get into the game. Let's try and talk about the game. Now, Ben... You know the weather was crap. It was cold. You were, you know Ash. I was talking to him, and he you know he was staying there right till the 90th minute. I mean, Christ, on like you know, I, I don't think there were many Wednesday fans left when that third one went in, was
4: there? I wouldn't know because I dodged another bullet because I had a game myself, so I didn't actually go to it. So I've been lucky. I missed a Luton game away, and obviously missed the the Reading game. But for, from people that. Like mates and stuff, and, and we go everywhere when we can. There were, I know people that weren't going, which th- these people, you know, go everywhere. Which it's it's a shock to to hear it when they say we're well, out. I'm not. I'm not going down Hillsborough <laughs> just just because of wow. how bad it's been. But um, yeah, yeah, the, the mates who were there have all said, "Yeah, we we went at two. We went at three. There wasn't. I know there weren't many that stayed to the end again.
1: Oh, I, I mean, it, it really was a an arduous, arduous afternoon. I mean, I mean, Steve, they, they, run me through the goals. I, you know, I I think I've actually managed to blank them out of my head. I couldn't even give you any uh, any prompts to help you out. So let's. Uh, oh, the first one, uh, mighty. Uh, I offer for me was at fault for that one. Now I offer seems to have had a. Monumental drop in form these last few weeks. While it's all falling to uh, to bobbins, um, you know, I, what what do we do about that? Is that just do, do you reckon <clears> that <throat> is a poor attitude, or is it just the last swing of a boot from a desperate man, or or are we just genuinely missing something? I mean, we got carved apart there, didn't we? Um, yeah, uh,
0: the Iorfa one. I- He's gone from looking like a player who who chucks himself about and puts himself around and will always get in there with a last ditch, uh, last ditch tackle. He's he's turned mm-hmm. over the last month into something that looks like a baby elephant. He's like Bambi on ice all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> there was the first goal. There, were, you know, he's he's overrun the ball for the third goal. Um, if we're to- talking about the goals in order, uh, you take the first yeah. one. It, it, it was it was it was just horrific. Um, there was Iorfa. There was. The, the lads running on the blind side of Burner and, and you know, we've we've sat here all season and spoken about how well these two lads have played. Um yeah. and that was it was just kamikaze defending there. Um in the, the the build up to it, Kieran Lee was on his own in the middle of the park. You've got Pella mm-hmm. Pessi, and I know he's pressed a little bit higher. Um but the game just seemed to have passed him by. It just we we just made it look like the easiest goal in the world and it's just endemic at the minute. Of um, the the way that we're playing, um, the first one.
1: The I mean, talk talk 20. to me about Pelopesi. I mean, we we you know we, we spoke last week with the, with the lads about um about dropping um dropping Bannon. He's in a, he's in pretty poor form, and we decided we've decided as fans that he is the um the, one of the catalysts of a dropping attitude and and how the uh, players feel on the pitch and. Is he a disruptive influence and all the rest of it? So here's an opportunity for Joey Pelopesi to um to get you know, grab grab the bull by the horns. Did he he didn't do anything? I, I don't know what this guy brings to the pitch. Am I being harsh?
4: No, nothing. <laughs> no. I couldn't <laughs> he, agree more. He, he, um he, 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 he don't bring anything. Anything. whether he whether he's playing alongside Bannon or when he does play alongside Bannon, he'll give it to Bannon in any situation, no matter how bad the position Bannon's in. Um, yeah, and it, it, it can only be worse when Bannon's not there. <laughs> so he, he doesn't offer anything, in my opinion, nothing. You might might as well have Samido. <laughs> well, yeah, um, you know, Samido now,
1: not Samido five six years ago. <laughs> you know I
3: mean? Either, um, either. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, we, we we got spanked, then we got caught on the break, and then. Now I, I'll tell you what, Ben. I'll come to you on on this goal. Could um, could Dawson have done better with that deflected goal?
4: Yeah, for for me, it it doesn't actually deflect that much. I, I know it takes a nick. Mm. I, I know the lads fizzed it along the floor, but there isn't that much of a deflection, and he just seems rooted it, yeah. for me he for me, should do better I think most people would be able to just get more on it than what what he did I, I don't know what it is with him since he signed this new contract two days later he made the error at QPR you yeah. know with with a kit that led to, to, to the goal to make it 2-1 and then yeah. obviously that <laughs> it's not an horrific mistake but he should do he should do better with it and the last few games, he's not been in great form, but I don't know where to go. Goalkeeping wise, I don't think Westwood's the answer. I think obviously the statement has come out and made made that there's that there's no way back for him, mm-hmm. um, and for me probably rightly so. I think he's going towards the end, but I don't I don't know whether Dawson is the answer. I I, I think we need to go out and get a goalkeeper, whether it be on loan, do something. God forbid me say it, but like Sheffield United have done with Dean Henderson, mm-hmm. um, there's a lad at Burton at the moment, Kieran O'Hara, who was also on loan from Man United. He's a similar sort of ilk to Henderson. I think we should personally, I think we could look at doing something like that because I'm not sure at the moment or his current form that Dawson's the answer.
1: Absolutely not. I feel like he's. Uh, I feel like he's struggling. I, I don't know where the contracts. It seems, it seems an odd thing to say, doesn't it? To go, yeah. You know, they they shouldn't shouldn't this this guy's it. put pen to shouldn't paper. Yeah, this guy's put pen to paper, but and all of a sudden he can't catch a cold. I mean, I mean, where, mm. where do you sit with it, Steve, in, in the goalkeeping situation? We'll come to we'll come to <laughs> Westwood's statement in a, in a second. But I mean, we we used to have an embarrassment of riches in that role, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we did. Um, and I I've always been a a bit of a fan of Wildsmiths, To be fair. Um, I think before we yeah. start looking outside and looking at you know maybe getting somebody else in, I'm not sure that we can at this stage anyway. Um, the, the the thing with 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 Monk at the minute is is chopping and changing. and I don't know if this is part of the problem that we're seeing at the moment is that you you can never rely. We don't we don't seem to be playing the same formation from one week to the next. We don't seem to be playing the the, the same starting eleven. There's nothing settled at the minute. I think you you guys were talking about it last week in terms of the back four. We've gone from having Iortha and Burner when you know when things were going really well. They'd forged a partnership, then Lees has got fit again and all of a sudden we start moving Iortha about. Uh Fox has come in, then he's got injured. Um and it's chopping and changing, and that's not really helped. But in terms of the goalkeepers, West Westwood's been in. He's been left out for whatever reason. I know there's obviously the the, the statement that has been made, and then we've got uh Dawson coming in, signs a contract. Um I always Two years ago, I'd, I'd, I'd have looked at it, and I thought Wildsmith would have been the, you know, the one if, if if Westwood wasn't there, then you know, give him a look, and then unfortunately he's been injured. I don't think there's anything wrong with with potentially having a look at Wildsmith. You know, we've got nothing to lose at yeah. the moment. We're 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 at a point now where the best we can hope for at the minute is finishing bottom half the mid table. You know, with with everything that's hanging over us with the current form that we're on, um, we're not going to bother the playoffs anymore. I, can, I think we can all agree on that. We're definitely not going up, based on you know the rumors that are flying about at the minute. We might lose some points that'll take us towards the bottom end of the table, and we need to look at things from that point of view. But if somebody said to me tomorrow, you know, we'll still be in the championship next season, I'd bite their hands off. So if we're going to see out the rest of this season with a view to looking at you know rebuilding and and and, and taking stock again pre-season, then why not give Wildsmith you know four or five games to see what he's like?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I I mean there was a, there was a point where um I think it was Joe Wildsmith was the number 2 goalkeeper behind Westwood and I think mm-hmm. it was during Joss's tenure when all of a sudden Dawson managed to overtake him and uh, he started out with a a nil nil draw with some very good saves against Sheffield United and that kind of cemented him over Wildsmith and Wildsmith's been very dignified in his in his dropping in his falling down the pecking order but well, you know, as as it as it stood, Kieran Westwood was in poor form, got dropped for Cameron Dawson. Uh, as as it stood on paper, and now he's in poor form, uh, and sometimes is dropping somebody out the squad. What they what we should be doing or not? You know, it, it's always been in the lap of the gods. So as it stood, you know, Reading was another shite show, and um, and then we've had we've had statements, we've had discussions about managers, about chairman. About the rest of it. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to work up the board. So let's start with the players. Now, Urgahidi got sent off. I, 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 we didn't mention that. I thought it was unfortunate. I thought it. But I, I, when you really think about it, I think it was the right call at the time. But I think the first yellow was a little bit, uh, a little bit harsh. So we've lost him. But let's start with the players. So Kieran Westwood released a statement in the uh, in in social media um, about uh, about. His time with Sheffield Wednesday, and it inferred that it was be it was over, but we didn't get any um any real clarification on what was going off, did we now let's start with that Ben where well, you know what what did you make of it?
4: Well, I put out on Twitter that I um retweeted and put this is all that we asked for, and I, I said that there was clarity in a connection, and I didn't and some people said where actually is a clarity now. What I meant by that was more clarity than what we've had before. This could have all been nipped in the bud by either Monk or whoever, well, Monk, because that, that is his it manager, it's his job. He should have mm-hmm. come out and said what pretty much what Westwood said in this statement. Let Westwood, This I think this statement could have come earlier, really, rather than having yeah. all these uh, rumours and this abuse that he's saying that he's got. Um, for me, it could have all been avoided by more clarity earlier on. And Mm -hmm. hopefully this is just the start of us finding out a little bit more about what is going on. I'm not saying that us as fans should know everything about the club. We we shouldn't, but we deserve to know a little bit more than what we're being told at the moment.
1: I agree with you. What about
4: you, Steve? What did you make of it?
0: Um, Yeah, I'd I'd agree with with everything that Ben said it, it's something that could could have come out earlier, and I think a lot of the ill feeling that you you see on social media and a lot of the statements that being made is because nothing's been said at all, and that's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if, mm. if if Westwood comes out and says this is what's happened, but I don't think it's for Westwood to say. It's almost like Westwood has reacted to the fact that nobody at the club has said something. Now is yeah. it a mm-hmm. case of Monk Monk then coming out and saying because we all we're all hearing the rumors, we're hearing versions of rumors and. um I don't necessarily think that you know this is the right forum to start going deep into those rumors at the moment because we don't know what's right and what's wrong, and it's all it's all speculation. But the, yeah. from my point of view, if if we're looking at a situation where we've had a, an international goalkeeper that's given us three four years' service, has you know has got the accolades that he's got that he's put on the statement, you know the the player of the year, uh, the team of the year, uh, two years running, and this many clean sheets and so on and so forth. That, that he was a prominent Member of our squad and he was a prominent member of the championship or goalkeeper within the mm. championship um, and I still think he could potentially do a job but the the issue from my point of view is that monk has uh, has basically done what Yost did and gone right i'm going to drop him i'm not going to tell you why i've dropped him i'm not going to come out and say it's a form thing or it's a it's a clash of personality he's not part of my plans he's just let's be right when he got dropped or when he when he was out the team it was because he was in inverted commas injured You know, Mm -hmm. he wasn't dropped. He was injured and just hasn't regained his place. And now here we are two months down the line. Dawson signed a new contract. Dawson's number one. But nobody at any point has acknowledged the fact that even though Westwood was injured, all of a sudden he's now third choice goalkeeper at best and uh, not getting a look in. So what's happened between being number one and then getting dropped? And then that being the situation.
1: Let me let me offer you a, a different scenario. Now, bear in mind, this is all speculation, but I, I, I feel like it's an educated guess. Now, in terms of, you know, release statements from the club about why, um, why players have been dropped and why they're not in the squad and all the rest of it. Um, you know, back in the 80s, we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have social media. We didn't really have the press that we've got now. We didn't have 24-hour news channels talking about... Uh, you know, talking about sport. So we wouldn't have been asking these questions, but now we're in a, in a world where we consume and desire information and all the rest of it. So we need to, uh, excuse me, we need to, we need to know as, as fans, we need to, uh, we need to try and f- make sense of everything apart from why is this guy fallen so far down the pecking order. Now, uh, and Gary Monk, as the manager, thought, "Well, you know, it's my choice. I'm the gaffer, whatever. See you later. You know what I mean." But we're all we're those fans using that god awful phrase, "Silence from club is deafening." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, I take your point, Ben. You know, there just a little bit of clarification is what is what the fans like. Just just something there. However, did it smack of getting your fans on side? I, for me it sounded like trying to curry public favour. Now we know that Kieran Westwood has fallen out with Gary Monk. That's obvious. We know he's fallen out with Joss. We also know that he's fallen out with um who was a Sunday manager, he used to be at Leicester. What's his bloody name? Forgotten his name, it absolutely left me. But uh, when O'Neil. he was in charge uh, Martin O'Neill. Fell out with Martin yeah. O'Neill uh, over at the Irish squad didn't he as well? Mm, and um, yeah. there was a big fallout there. There was also the very public fallout with uh, with Laura that we've had on the show, and i and I, I try to get hold of her tonight to get on. There was a very public fallout with her on Twitter um, about him listing this and listing these things and listing that, and, and we're all rubbish and we don't know what we're talking about. Did, did, I don't know why I felt so sceptical about it, because it said a lot without actually saying anything, because after reading it, I'm sat there going, what are you off then? Are we terminate your contract? Uh, you know, you, you use the phrase. You know, I've had six years, six great years at this club. Does that mean that you're now going? Because it didn't actually say anything to me. It seemed like something to to kind of, for everybody to pile on and go. Oh, Kieran, you do your ray good. You are this gaffer. Don't know what he's doing. You should be starting. And that's what it felt like to me. And I d- mm. does anybody I know, else yeah. get get a pang of that? Yeah, one
2: hundred percent. I I, I, I agree with that.
4: Yeah. Um, like I say, he's he's been dropped and he ain't playing because he hasn't been good enough this season. He's cost us more points than Dawson has. Put it that way. Absolutely. And like 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 I say, I, I, I he's he's been brilliant, but I I agree with with what you're saying. I think is part of it is as you've said. I I just agree completely that. It, yeah, it, trying it is, to curry
1: some favour. It seems yeah. you know that that's how these things work. You know, I mean, essentially, mm. us as Sheffield Wednesday fans, we bought Jordan Rhodes, we bought Connor Wickham. You know what I mean? <laughs> when mm. you really think about it, we were the ones shouting these names and making these names in public forums, talking about these players, and all of a sudden they've gone out and gotten. Personally, personally, I think we've made a false idol out of Connor Wickham because since he played for us last, he left, went to Leeds, scored sod all, and he's been injured. And then when he had not been injured, he's done bugger all. I you know I personally I think that there are better players available than Connor Wickham but um but because he played for us back in the day and he did really well 6 years ago let's get him back in and and we've kind of made a bit of a false idol but um you know I, I hope I'm <laughs> wrong I hope Connor Paul, you know he's a, he's a nice lad you know he's uh, he's connected to the area he's connected to the club I, you know I I I don't want to start slagging him off but I, you know I feel that uh, there's there, there were other options available or could have been if we're paying Premier League money wages for, for strikers. Um, okay, so let's let's move further up the field then. Uh, let's talk about Sam Hutchinson. Now, Sam Hutchinson, uh, once again, had a fallout with Joss. And then as soon as he scored, um, after Joss's departure, he made his little moustache gesture towards the crowd. Now, Steve, <laughs> is, is Sam Hutchinson difficult to manage? Have we made allowances as a club uh, that a new manager's gone and gone? Well, that's ridiculous.
0: Again, it's a, it's it's one of those things where I can't answer that. I I could have an opinion on it. Um, yeah, we can speculate. Even, let's
1: just speculate. I mean, like, you know, we need to drive home that this isn't none of this is gospel. We've got no inside track on this. Let's you know let let's talk about the rumours. You know, we've we've all seen the the right move. Um, Link circulating around yeah. social media for yeah. for Hutchinson's house and things like that. So you know, let, let's try and make sense of what it is. I mean, the main rumor is that he wants to stem his training time in order to in order to protect his his knees, his his body, because you know this is this is the same guy that was playing Premier League football and mm. um and had to retire, and we've coaxed him out of that. So you know, is there a semblance of truth to that?
0: But again. This is the it, it's a similar point to the West, we're on in terms of the statement, isn't it? Because if that be the case, then surely mm. the club would be coming out and saying he's one of our I'm loath to use the term assets, he's one of our sort of main players, he's one of the, 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 the mainstays within the squad. We understand that he's got these issues, we do need to protect him, therefore, this is something that we're going to do. And if you know, to turn it on its head and say if Monk's coming in and saying, Well, that's bollocks, you need to be. Training week in, week out, or five days a week, or whatever it is, you need to fall into line with that. Then, clearly, the issue mm-hmm. isn't whether or not Hutchinson can train five days, or he can train two days, or whatever it is. Because you know, you look at as, as a precedent, you look at Ledley King at Tottenham, it was famously known that he could only train when he said he could train, and then he'd turn up on a Saturday mm-hmm. and go and do it. Um, mm. if and I'm you know, in relative terms, we, I'm not saying that Sam Hutchinson is Ledley King and. You know we're we're going to go and start bothering the Champions League anytime soon, but it all sort of falls into line, <coughs> doesn't it? If if in you know at this level, if that's something that we would need to do to manage Sam Hutchinson, then surely as a club we'd be saying we'd be coming out and saying, yes, we value Sam Hutchinson, yes, we think we we want him to be part of the club, um, we want him to to obviously be involved week in week out, and therefore we're going to look after him. The fact that that isn't happening suggests to me that you know that it's not a training issue and there's something else that's
1: sitting a little bit deeper. Well, that's, that's what I believe as well. I think there's something else as well as this training rumour. There is clearly something. I mean, I think it's very obvious that Monk's lost the dressing room. I mean, what do you make of the Hutchinson debacle, Ben? You know, have you got anything <laughs> that you can speculate
4: about? Um... To give my opinion, I I think it's a uh, the the senior authority that Westwood and Hutchinson, among others, such as perhaps Bannon, the, as we've said, it, it's all speculation. But from an outsider looking in, as fans, as we've said, we get told very little. But I feel that we we need to at the end of the season. I know we've said it, but the the players that we've had in the playoff years. With, with the exceptions of perhaps Fox and perhaps Fletcher, Fox I'd definitely keep, and perhaps Fletcher, um, just just wipe wipe them out and start again. Get a fresh dressing room, and just get fresh ideas. Get a fresh um uh, relationship between players because I just feel at the moment it's all quite toxic with. What what's happening with Westwood and Hutchinson and it, it shouldn't affect what's happening on the pitch but you get the feeling that the players are sticking with the mates and they're sticking with the clicks that they've had for the last three or four years and yes, you, you just feel as though as what happened under Yoss Westwood and Hutchinson have fallen out with him and other senior players with that have respect for Hutchinson and Westwood for what they've Done in their careers and for the club in the last few years, are sticking with them and to some degree downing tools on the pitch. That, that because there is still talent in in the squad, there is. Whether Bannon's not play, he, he isn't playing as well as he can do, and it, that goes for the majority of the team. Um, and and I feel as though it's it the. Player power in the dressing room is too clicky, and I think it needs to be wiped out in the summer and just start fresh.
1: I okay, and that's a, that's a great segue. That Ben, what we'll do then let's let's take a move up the hierarchy. Let, let's take one step louder and let's talk about Gary Monk now. Steve, i come to you first. Steve, is do you have any empathy for Gary Monk about the clicks that you know that, that Ben talks about, or do you feel he's getting it wrong with the tinkering? I mean. You know, we we are in a world right now of uh, you have to be in a camp. You know what I mean. Uh, you have mm-hmm. to be one extreme or the other. You can't just go. That's crap, but that's also crap. Yeah, you, you know. Oh, but this is good. We have to be so far into a camp. Uh, you know, the unfortunate business with Caroline Flack, and my apologies for bringing it up if it's affected you. But you know, there mm-hmm. are there are a group of people that went oh, she, look at her, she beat her She beat her boyfriend up. And then there are other people going, oh, she's amazing. I can't believe she, you know, I can't believe this has happened. But whereas we we don't seem to be in a world where we can go, that is bad, but this is also really terrible for her. We have to be one extreme or the other. It, it all started, for example, with the referendum about about Brexit, didn't it? About, you know, you have to be so far this way and so far that way without being able to make, you can't be benevolent about something. You can't you can't remain in the middle of the in the middle now if monk has done some bad things and some good things we should discuss that but i mean where do you sit with him steve that was a hell of a segue that one that was a hell of an intro to that question
0: <laughs> hell of a segue <laughs> <laughs> blimey follow that um i think the thing for me is monk was manager at christmas and we were third at christmas with this squad and you know if something has happened behind the scenes that has meant that we've had whatever it is that's that's caused this drop off and this this loss of form then um i don't know what the answer is to that i don't know what what it is i don't think anybody does uh you know outside that that dressing room um part of me thinks that he was getting it right at that point and we were you know i was very <laughs> underwhelmed when he came in i i, I wasn't <laughs> a, you know a Kind of person that went, Oh, yeah, Gary Monkey, he, he was almost one of those, you know, the next generation of carousel managers that will fall out of one uh, job. Into absolutely,
1: another. I, I was exactly the same as you. I was like, Here's another also ran that's going to be here for a yeah. year, and then we'll see you, we'll see you later.
0: So, so there we are. And you know, I, I think I've spoken previously. I've, I've got a good mate um, who was a Middlesbrough fan, and he talked about the fact that there was something that didn't sit right with him at Middlesbrough because uh, Gibson, for all his faults, as a Wednesday fan, saying for all his faults, he he has a track record of sticking by his managers, don't he? And he lasted six months mm-hmm. there. And, you know, you look at the stuff that's happened with uh, Pep down at Birmingham um, and, mm-hmm. and, and the disagreement there. He, he, with with hindsight, Monk does come with a lot of baggage. Um, but, at the you know, at the start of his tenure, he, he seemed to be getting it right. You know, he made a believer out of me in sort of November, December time. You know, the Bristol City game, we scored the penalty. We're going to third. You're looking at it. You're thinking... Right, we might be onto something here. And then since then, we've all had to endure, you know, the, the the games that we've had to endure, the loss of form. And there doesn't seem to be any sort of. I can't say that there doesn't seem to be a well. I suppose I could say that there that there isn't a plan B because I don't think there is one. Because when it when it's not going right, it's just chucking shit at the wall at the minute. And it's we'll we'll change <coughs> this defense, we'll change that, we'll change the other, and we'll see if something sticks. Um, in terms of management of those players and uh, and the people that are in that dressing room and driving it then you would have to ask the question is is he the right person to do it um what was what was Steve Bruce doing with Hutchinson and Westwood that Yoss couldn't and the the, the Monk doesn't seem to be able to you know um i don't know the answer to that uh, I'm, I'm not sure i do have empathy for him because if if that is the case and these the these people that are sitting like Westwood and Bannon and um Hutchinson are sitting there and, and, and making life difficult because they're either out of favour and the, the manager is looking at something else or trying to stamp his authority. Then um, you, you you've got to look at it and think. Well, there are questions that need to be asked about those so called big players that have, you know, that that that, that have got the club at heart. Because if, if Monkey's coming in and saying I want to do this and I want to do that, and those those so- sorts of players are saying. Well I'm not happy because it's it's not in my best interest and they're not for the club. And if that be the case then no problem with Westwood going and no problem with Hutchinson going because at the end of the day we're all Wednesday fans and we want what's best for the club. But
1: you know um Yeah.
0: Not not an ideal that-
1: situation. No, it's not. I mean I mean Ben, where do where do you sit on him? Because, you know, in in his arsenal there is um there is Third, third at Christmas. Do you know that? That that's that's there. But let's say I think you know we all agree that we need to have a bit of a clear out. We need to have get some new personnel, and we need to have a bit of a change up. Do you trust Gary Monk to carry that forward? Um,
4: mm, I, I, so at the moment, I feel as though Monk is. Monk, Monk. <laughs> <laughs> stitch up No. <laughs> Feel as though he, monkey is not the problem, but it may not be the answer to the issues that we've got got at the moment. And right.
1: Again, that well, that's what I was saying at the start, isn't it? You can't, you you know, we we can't sit there and go Monk's rubbish, munch this, but then also go yeah, but he worth early yeah. Christmas. You, you know what? You, you can't mm. pick a camp, can you? I I agree um, with you. I agree with you.
4: And I'm all for being progressive and. Like and going for younger managers and stuff, and but does it need somebody like Steve Bruce, a di- a dinosaur like Sam Allardyce? I'm I'm throwing something different in here with. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Steve Bruce a command the respect to these senior players for the short time that he was here. He seemed to get better out of them than what. Um, Yoss yeah, and lately gary monk has so does it need somebody that these senior players will respect um and even if these these players go somebody who commands respect from all players rather than a gary monk that players will look at and think well I, i've done as much if not more in my career than you and i'm 26 i'm 27 what can i what 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 can i learn from mm. you what, mm-hmm. what have you doing your managerial career is he's, he, he's not really succeeded anywhere despite it mm-hmm. i know he's only, he's still only 40 41 so he, he's got he's got plenty of time but what players like your westwoods Hutchinsons and and bannon's what they, they might be thinking what can i learn from 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 mon out how, how is ego met me better and he, he probably can't, so that's why I'm saying get rid of them. But then, as he made the like the the younger players, Kadeem Harris, Ayoka, um, Bournemouth, ever is, is he is he making these players any better than what anybody else can, or can anybody else make these players any better than he's doing at the moment? We time will tell. But for me, I'd I'd stick with him and I trust him. I'd give him a summer to see what he can do. Um I have got a I've got a, a mate who's a, who's a Leeds fan and he's not keen on, on Gary Monk. He, he, he says he's arrogant, is a you know, he there is that about him, there's something that I can't really put my finger on that I don't particularly like but I, I don't I, I can't blame him really for what's happening. I think it's impossible for him to manage above and have any control over what's happening above him because who, who knows what's what's actually going on in terms of running and managing the club um and and as we've as we've mentioned the like clicks within the within the dressing room is, is what's making it difficult for him to manage below him so I' will give him the summer I'll give him the summer see what he can do um yeah go I think on, see. I think that's the thing that no, sorry. It's all right.
0: sorry Ben I, th- I think that's the thing you've just said there is you know it... The, the, there's a ceiling mm. above him, isn't there, that, you know, he can't manage up. So if he goes, who's going to come in that's going to be able to, to sort of work on that, you know, on that level that's going to be yeah. any better? And I'm, I'm not here saying that we need to get rid of Monk at, at all. That That's not the thing at all. I, as I said, I was underwhelmed when he came in. I was impressed by the first sort of two, three months. The last seven, eight weeks since Christmas has been an absolute shit show. And I just, I just think that there's been something I suspect something's happened somewhere, and I don't know what the, the catalyst for that, that is or was, and I don't know if it was Monk, I don't know if it's the players, I don't know if it's Chancery, I don't know what it is, but there's something clearly that's upsetting the apple cart somewhere, and, you know, the people behind the scenes need to get hold of it quickly, because if they don't, we we are in trouble. Yeah, ju-
4: ju- just, yeah. just yeah, trying just look at so- it. Whether I'm looking into this too much, but I'm just looking at the Westwood statement again. And, and just when Steve mentioned Chancery, then the, the players are very much behind it. Like Westwood, come out in his statement and said, um, I will also look back at, with a great fondness and affection to the love that has been afforded to me by the club, the managers, Mr. Mr. Chancery and his family. It, it's like these players that have been with us through the playoffs are now suddenly part of the Wednesday family with Chan-Siri and every every manager yeah. that's coming yes. in now after Carlos Carlos were like the to these players who were like mm. the, the yeah it was, it, it, it's like
1: the dad isn't he and everybody else yeah. new coming yeah. in he's like their yeah. stepdad it, it, it were they like, do know
4: it, for instance Don Revy at Leeds and then Clough comes in and the yeah. it, it, it feels like that sort of situation and the, and the players re- yeah. rebel. yeah yeah
1: yeah, he yeah, does. That, that's really. Example. I agree with you, Ben. Actually, that, that's that's really interesting. That's a really interesting point. I think that the um, that the the guys who are the leftovers from a failed promotion campaign, where we're ninety minutes away from Premier League football, are, are part of a, a clique. And there is, I think, there's cliques in within that clique as well. However, I think you're right. Now, I'm going to use a term here that um, <laughs> that I don't think I've used it, 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 well ever. But um, you know, have you ever? Do you ever watch some, you know, see some parents talking to their kids? I don't know, obviously, they're not going to start swearing and effing and jeffing, but they're too far the other way when it comes to being what I refer to as namby-pamby, you know? And, and and what we're going to do now, we've we, you know, discuss Gary Monk, Let, let's take a step up, let's move to Chan There's You know, you have to be quite ruthless. You have to make ruthless decisions. And Dapon Chan has not become the really successful businessman that he is by not making these ruthless decisions. However, when it comes to our football club, it all seems very mollycoddled. It all seems very namby-pamby. It's all about the Sheffield Wednesday family and, oh, we're not going to sell our best players and, oh, we like him because they got to a playoff Mm. final four years ago. Now, for me, there needs to be a lot more ruthlessness in. You know what I mean? There needs to be, that goalkeeper's been playing shite. Let's sell him. Let's get rid of him. Let's get his wages off the book. You know, it, how long did it take us to trim down our um, our strike force from six strikers to five by getting yeah. <laughs> Lucas Joe? It was absolutely beggar's belief that we had that many people underperforming in one position. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. Now, go on then, uh, so Ben, you know, let's t- talk about chance here. You know, you're you're a young guy. You know, you obviously enjoy football and, and, the, and the sport itself. And do you look around at other chairmen and go, I wish ours were like that one. The
4: The team at the moment that I think that the model way a club should be run is, is Brentford. How they've uh, gone about yep. scouting players and their uh, transfer policy. Compare it to ours and it's on a different level. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trans series used, what's his, Emmerdo um, picks out or whatever. We, I wish we knew a bit more about him because he mm. he seems... Shading. and that's what I, I was sort of getting at with the clarity and connection that Ch- that Chansiri needs to give us a bit more. Like I say, I'm not saying we need to know everything, but <laughs> we, we going back. I know I'm going back to Mandrick and stuff, but every few months he put out a, t- a ten minute YouTube video. It took him ten minutes. He put it out. He would just update the fans about where the club were at, about where he sees the future, and people were satisfied. We didn't have the money that Chansiri. See that Chancery seems to have. But I, I don't know whether it was me just being younger and being oblivious to, to certain things, but I always felt there were more happiness going and watching Wednesday under Mandrick and Stuart Grey on a on a pitch that didn't have any grass on it than we mm-hmm. we're three by seven foot scoreboard <laughs> than what we've got at the moment with Chancery and these big earners <laughs> and all
1: I, t- I tell you what, I don't think I've ever been that Marty about football I've watched Stuart Stuart Greyback. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I get I get your I get your point, Ben. I think it's really interesting. It, you know, there is always when it's good, like you know, we saw the game against Arsenal, even the playoff final day, I had one of the best days out of my damn life that day. Um mm. I, you know, when it's good, yeah. it's outstanding. We are a fiercely loyal fan base. You know, we, we follow our team to, to to clubs we should never be going to. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. and we're not getting rewarded. And I think that's, that's why Sheffield Wednesday fans specifically are so bloody miserable. Because, you know, imagine if Walsall, a club with an absolute nondescript club like Walsall, no disrespect to him, but, uh, you know, it sounds like an absolute dig. But imagine if they had our type of following, you know. Well, they, they, you know, Liverpool have got a, a fierce following. We, you know, we've got a better following than who we've drawn in the cup in Man City. Why, why are we not getting rewarded for it? What are we doing wrong in Sheffield specifically that that we can't seem to reward this super loyal fan base? A, yeah, absolute beggar's belief. Now, what about you, Steve? What about you in terms of chancery What are your Perceptions of it. Well, you know, am I being quite, quite scathing in calling it a bit namby-pamby, or does he have his hands tied in terms of the football fair play rules, financial fair play?
0: I think that's exactly it. I think it's, it, it, it's all the FFP. Um, I think his heart's in the right place. I think you know, you, you, you said a while ago that um, you, you don't become a successful businessman for you know by accident. Um, and I do believe that if he could come out and make the statements as, as Ben has just been saying that Mandaric used to and he you you drop these little messages here and there and talk about the progress that we're doing and uh, or we're making and, and and so forth I think that's exactly what he wants I think that's what he bought into um, mm-hmm. the 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 cynical part of me is thinking that he's got to a point now where he because of his is is Pride, almost, and the the way that he is, he he has to make this a, a success, and he's. I don't know how much money he's chucking at it behind the scenes, but you know, we are, we we are in the 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 hole at the moment, um, and that's because you know we we've tried to cut a few corners here and there. there there's no getting away from that, and we've tried to be economical with what we've done, and we we you know we we we've tried to find the loopholes that you know other teams have either tried to or or, or not yet done. And and that's why we are where we are. A um, light like chancery, I think. You know, on on the surface of it, he's 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 come in and he he wants to to make a go of it with us. But I think he's dug himself into a hole now, and it's it's one of those things where he's just digging and digging and digging, and we're just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I do know where the worry is that the you know the the bounce point is going to be that. It, it, it's going to get worse before it gets better, and I hope it doesn't. Um, the, I suspect.
4: It yeah, won't. I hope this is the bottom. Um, this, is this the bottom uh, of yeah. the barrel? The, the, you know the thing I mean? I'd be worried about is, <laughs> I, I think it, it, again. I know we had it last season, and when we had the fans forums and stuff. <laughs> I just feel as though, in terms of his football knowledge, we all know that's really zero out of hundred. Or one out of hundred. He said that himself.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was better with advisors it, around it, him, it, wasn't it, he? He
4: was. With people
0: it, there telling yeah, him. You know, he was,
4: out. but the the it's these advisors, who who actually are these advisors now, set this Pixar or whatever, and what impact are they having on the running of the club? Because at the moment it doesn't seem positive and for me part of me is thinking Yes, it's about time that you pass it on to someone else. You have had a good go at it, but and, and you, as as you, Steve said, his heart's always been in the right place, and he has thrown a lot of money at it. But his execution of it has been uh, pretty much shit or bust in the first season, and then and and
1: yeah, I agree and with then trying you. Trying to get that.
4: trying to just limp over in the second season, then it's gradually got worse, but. My worry is that if he is going to sell the club, who is he going to sell it to? I don't really trust him to.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I don't really
4: trust him to make a, yeah, absolutely. a a good decision as to who, who he thinks could take a football club forward.
1: <laughs> I, I tell you what is, I don't think he understands shit kicker mentality. <laughs> and and I know, and, and I'm, you know. So in Dapon's background, in the culture he comes from, it's all about integrity. It's all about family. It's all about being the right type of person to and a fit and proper person and do everything mm. so you can hold your head up high. Everywhere else in the world, nice people, people who give a shit about other people's feelings and welfare are the ones that finish bottom of the pile. Have you noticed the yeah. super successful people in the, in the world, Weinstein, uh, you know, Donald Trump, these people who are absolutely mega close. rich and famous are renowned for be for not giving yeah, for absolutely not giving a shit about any other for human Anderson. being on the planet. You know, you can, the list is, yeah, the list is endless. and And I feel that we need to do that. I feel that there needs to be a level of picking up somebody who really doesn't care. And, but the issue is because that world, the world of football, is full of people like that. the The, the world is full of mercenaries, uh, the football world. And I think a great example of that was um, Glenn Roder. We got Glenn Roder in as a football advisor. Chancey was gone. We need somebody who knows football. We need somebody who's coming in who knows how to uh, operate and uh, in the football world. Turns out that was just a, uh, a low key. Uh, a low, key, a low key effort to try and get the manager's mm. job once Carlos had gone, and then when he didn't get yeah. it, scooted straight off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I don't know if De Chansu Chansiri knows if we who the integral integrity led people are in the football world because I don't know if there are any. You know the people I've met in the world of football are constantly that is always the thing that comes out that the people around football are greedy and. You know, a great example of that is obviously Sam Allardyce on his pint of wine interview, how he lost the England job. You know, that t- that type of thing. Um, I I would love, I, I thought Katrin May, in terms of a commercial side of it, was a great, I, I thought she was brilliant. I thought the club had a different change around it. And um, and I thought she was actually a hell of, hell of a signing that we had. But we still haven't got anybody involved in the world of football to make sure that we're making the right calls in terms of recruitment, the right calls in terms of contract length, the right calls in turn in, in 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 how we're going to generate funds for the for the club because at the minute we're hanging on to a dream that's four years old and we're hanging on to players from that dream and it, and a big change is coming now. I'm sorry about that, listeners. It's what it's. Uh, we, we're, we're 50 <laughs> minutes in and that and I don't know about you, but that was some actual football analysis and that is not the shit that you come for on this program. So let's talk some bollocks going forward, lads. We've got Birmingham City on Saturday now. Gary Monk's fallout with the Birmingham City manager is very well documented, isn't it, Steve? How do you think we're going to get on, pal? Oh,
0: we're going to win <laughs> four now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a hell of a um, sigh, that mate.
0: Yeah, listen, um, we can't be shit forever, and I, I don't believe for a second that we, we you know, we yes, we're in this downward spiral. Um, there's going to be a point where we we bounce back, and why not at a point where you know Monk's back's against the wall, and you know he's a couple of Birmingham fans have come out um, that I know have come out and said they can't wait for this weekend. He's going to get absolutely tated when he gets down there. They're going to make it and you know like a Galatasaray sort of environment for him and an atmosphere for him. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> wish Gary eggs Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't wish Saturday afternoon on on Gary Monk when he steps off that bus at St Andrews. He's going to be in for it. Um, And I just hope that you know, for for we've we've spent we've spent forty nine minutes and forty three seconds looking at looking at my thing now, talking about you know where we are at the minute. Um, If we can get these lads to just get round each other, even if it's not for Monk, even if it's not for a Bannon or a Hutchinson or anybody else, if we can just galvanise ourselves for, you know, one afternoon where we can sort of get yeah. together. Um, why not go and get three points that will, you know, get us back on the right track? I'm trying to be optimistic.
1: Um, I normally get asked. <laughs> I tell I normally you have got to be careful listen, of, of the cold. I
0: normally ask. Originally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, get, I, see, I get these questions asked and I I, I turn around and I go, oh, we'll we'll draw. I'll take a nil, nil or whatever else. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to put my neck out there. We're, we're going to win two now. Go on.
4: All right. Originally, I was going to say that, uh, Steve's we can't be shit forever, should be the title of the podcast, but now it, it has to be Galatasaray atmosphere. I literally was about <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Galatasaray atmosphere. Yep. But any, anyway, <laughs> well, <laughs> we, <laughs> we've been as bad as we've been against teams that haven't been on a good run. Now, Birmingham are unbeaten in seven. Which, compared to us that have got one win in 10, doesn't seem very promising. But in our fashion, as Steve said, we'll go and win 4-0. Um, but mm, 1-1. 1-1. I'll, I'll, I'll go for 1-1. I think, I yeah, I... I think
1: a draw is the best we can ask for. Listen, my apologies, there's not been as many knob gags as before, but I feel like, I think what we've done today, lads, is is set the tone for how the feeling is around the club right now. And I, uh, and I think we've done that really well. And I, and I think we've spoken about some issues that I'll not lie, I've been trying to swerve of late, but I feel like they've become more pertinent and more pertinent as this absolute slump continues. Thanks a lot for joining us and, uh, well, we'll see you next week. Keep up to date with The Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends,
1: It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosch. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you See you later.